Good evening and welcome to Three Valleys Radio Football Bloody Hell. On the show tonight, we've got Dave Hilder Pryor. Actually, I'm on as well. Steve Rutter joins us again. And Paul Thorpe will be here as well. And we're hoping, straight from his sickbed, whether Rick Hyatt will be joining us as well. We're hoping he will towards the end of the show for a cameo visit, so look forward to that. Been a busy football week, so let's sit back and enjoy a little bit of banter. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Football Bloody Hell. Oh, that was terrible. That was terrible. No, no, no. no, no. I'm not doing the impression this week. There's no point anymore. There's no point in trying to do the impression, particularly when the man is here himself. So let's start with you then, Aid. Aid's here. How are you, sir? I'm all right, old dog. I'm all right. Good to hear it. Good Mm -hmm. to hear it. Thorpey's here, as always. Football, bloody hell. Well, that's, that's a bit deep. Like, that's a bit, it? yeah, that is a bit Ooh. more like, it's got a bit more of a ring yeah, to it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that definitely. Went, that went a little bit <laughs> Mike Reed, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pat, 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 pat. Yes, I'm well, thank you very much. <laughs> Good to hear it. And hopefully Good. we will be joined by... Um, Rick later on uh, during the podcast, but unfortunately we've had had uh, a few um, people say to us at last minute that they are unable to attend the podcast, so it could potentially just be the three of us. So thought he might get a wish. Yeah, he's going for an F1 pit stop, isn't he? One pit stop. No, Rick's had to go for an F1 pit stop, like yeah. so. He's just, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. he'll, he'll be there. once he's changed his tyres, he'll be back on the track. Yeah, yeah. If he doesn't make it this well, week, he'll certainly be making it next week. But I think, I think he's got a certain incentive to plan and make it this week. To be honest, I think he has. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm. But um, well, seamless in transition. Talking about getting back on track, Yeovil have won away. For the first time this season, um, Thorpey, I'm going to come to you first yeah. because, despite obviously the challenges and tribulations of the start of the season, um, with um, Chris Hargreaves being in charge, of course, and then that not working out and a managerial change happening, uh, despite all that, Thorpey, I was quite surprised at that stat to see that it was Joe's first away win of the season, but um. 2-0 win away from home, Dagenham as well, flying high in the playoff positions, albeit it's yep. a tight league as it normally is. That was a pretty good result for the boys on Saturday. I, I thought it's. I actually watched it. It's. Um, it was a very professional performance, and I'll tell you what was good about it was collectively as a group, they quieted the crowd, they made the game mundane in a way, and uh, but when they uh, and they, and they kept the ball really really well, and um, and, and once they got their chance, you know, and it, and it was it was uh, rightfully um, you know the penalty, um, superbly taken. Um, this one down the middle now with a little bit of pace off it did really well. He thought he just very dive. quickly, Thorpey. Just very yeah. quickly, you say about the penalty. I think it was yeah. definitely a foul, but I did see that there was possibly. A, a little bit of chat about whether or not it was outside the box or not, but it was obviously it was very close. And with the stream, you don't really get the courtesy of a replay. But could there possibly have been a little bit of element of doubt or luck there yeah, from yeah, our point no, of view? There, there, there was a lot of doubt. But the, the ultimate thing is, um, you know, and I'm old school, is that not the that our listeners care. No, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, at the end of the day, the, the penalty was given. 
you know, whether, whether the referee got it right or wrong, um, he gave the penalty and it was, if he deemed it to be a goal scoring opportunity, bloke had to go. And that's exactly what he did. Now, I don't think uh, they'll be extremely happy with the referee decisions from both teams through the whole game. He seemed a little bit happy to blow his whistle and give some strange ones, I've got to say, mainly towards Dagenham. But I'm going to take that as a... As You're a not saying fan. he was a homer, are you? No, I'm, I'm actually saying he wasn't a homer because he was, uh, you know, the decisions were going very much the other way. Which He's an aware. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't actually generally happen. So I was going to take that all day long. and um, But I just thought that they, they, did, they did really, really well. Um, the fact that they gave Josh, our old friend, uh, man of the match as well, I was delighted for him because he's been popped back into the defensive role and he showed his class back there. It's like that way of putting a midfielder back into the defence. You're not really sure whether it's going to work because he's going to, you know, he's a ball player. But with Josh, you know, he's been an outstanding form, as we've said for, for many a time before. And um, it's, it was great to see him um, get that reward from their fans and their, their board um, as well. But they were equally, you know, uh, Drew had a really good game. But Worthington was very, very close to get a man of the match as well. I mean, his energy down, especially down into into those um, into those flanks and getting into attacking positions, I thought was excellent. What about and, the finish, uh, Sophie? Thought it was fantastic. You know, I had to I had to watch it again, and uh, in fact, I rewound it and watched it again as well. So, uh, thank you very much for for that that uh, five minutes of my life that I I wasted on watching Worthington strike. What what you know? What, what a fantastic uh, goal! So uh, all in all, um, yeah, I'm surprised that um, we haven't won more away. But I think that Mark's making us very resolute and hard to beat. And I think that if he can keep the nucleus of this squad, like we said before, and it's not quite happened, but if he can keep the nucleus of this squad, then things are looking brighter for the future. And I think things are looking brighter for the future to a certain extent, and that's not taken away from the rest of the lads, but this guy, Maguire Drew, certainly seems to have added a little bit of class up front. And and with, with Matt Worthington beavering away to the extent that he does, um, you know, you, you feel you've got a decent engine room and a, and a, and a decent uh, attack in front as well. Uh, and obviously it carried its uh, its weight on Saturday because we won, which was great. So, you know, well done to, to uh, Mark Cooper and the lads. It's, it's, it's nice to see three points and an away victory at last. Also for the travelling fans, because, I mean, they've put, like, their hard sold money in, into to supporting the, the club away. I'm not sure how many went, but, you know, it's, um, it's a, it was a good following. You could hear them on the, old, you know, on, on, the, on the TV. And, um, you know, it, it was really a, a fantastic uh, performance. Mm. As well as that, Thorpe, as well, we've spoken about before, um, particularly on this podcast, when they do get a good win, it's important now that they follow that up with a home win against Willstone if they've got next. And Willstone, yeah. they are going well this season, but they're only a few points ahead of Yeovil. And with all due respect, regardless of how well Willstone are doing, you would expect Yeovil at home to obviously be getting all three points. And even more so to kind of make sure that that Dagenham win isn't a one-off and you can actually build on that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, listen, they are, they are doing well. Um, it, it, you know, it, it is, um, they're, they're a hard team. They're in 10th. You know, that, that is really good, um, you know, for, for Woodstone. They've had some troubles in the past. They found their, their little niche. They're, they're doing really well, uh, you know, and it's up to Yobletown to, um, to put them right on the back foot right from the start. You know, I always like, at home to get a quick start to put them under pressure that 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 sort of leaves you a little bit vulnerable because you're pressing and pressing and pressing but if it, if you can keep the ball we know Yeovil Town that's one of their strong parts at the moment and then then I'd like to think that we can take the game to them and uh, listen there's no easy games in this league as we've said before but um, it's a fantastic league a very competitive league you know and um, Yeovil Town have got their work cut out on uh, tomorrow night. But I feel it's a game they can win. 
more importantly, Thorpe, we've been um, we've been waiting, or I certainly been waiting for my highly anticipated Three return. Valleys radio return for the last the couple of weeks, and the last yeah. two games have been called off. Um, AD, is there any danger that they're going to call this one off, and I'm just not going to be welcomed back anytime soon? Well, I heard a rumour that um, you had been actually replaced by Harry, but I don't know if that's true or not. But um, I know he's a pretty sort of forward child and he's obviously very intelligent because he's got an intelligent father. But um, that, that's what I heard. But um, no, I don't think there's much doubt of uh, any problems. Intelligent mother, you mean? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. The, the genes. Say, it's the genes, thought, my boy. I thought you were going to say he's got an intelligent father, whoever he is, but we'll leave that there. No, I, I, I leave all the crude ones to you now, my boy. You know. But um, just just as a buy, you know, I, I want to make a, a confession today as well. I've actually bought my first packet of post-it notes today ever in my whole life. And post well, you've been of... stealing them before, have you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, I've actually bought a packet now. They're useful little things, aren't they? But they don't stick to the computer screen properly. That's after trouble. But anyway, that's another story, really. But uh, but no, well done to you. Well, you know, and, and as you say, this match now tomorrow is is a crucial. If we could get three points from that one, I think we might see us. You know, the trouble is we're not moving up the table very much when we do get the three points. I mean. I thought we would have been a little bit higher with, with the um, the Dagenham result, but it's not really made an awful lot of difference, has it, other than the points oh, total? That that would jump us, if we get a win tomorrow, it would jump us right to 15th, which would be absolutely fantastic, considering where we were at the start of the season, things not going well. Felt sorry for Chris Hargreaves, you know, um, certain things happening behind the scenes, which weren't, weren't really fair on him, but, you know, to see Town come from where they were to possibly if we get a win tomorrow being up in 15th place um would be absolutely fantastic for for this start stage do you of the think season. the um do you think the brief for mark cooper will still be survival or not do you think that will still What's be it? the underlining brief it's gotta be it's the... gotta be hasn't it because they're not they're no they're by no means safe yet so i would thought it has to be they are no means safe, but I think the mentality and the way the team is feeling at the moment, I feel that they are they're, they're far from that. Um, you know, I see, I see the teams down there. I think that we're well above that now. Um, and I think that the, the only way for me at the moment is, is up. Um, listen, it's not easy in this league, as we said before. And uh, you're absolutely right. The whole thing about this year is survival. And, and they, but I think the mentality throughout what they're trying to put into the players and the squad is a different mentality. It's not a, a relegation battle mentality. I think it's a it's it's let's push forward and uh, and and he's a winner. He's an out and out winner. You mentioned the table, Thorpe. I mean, you've mentioned on numerous occasions how hard this division is and how mm. bonkers it is. I mean. Yeah. Any mentions about not really moving anywhere in the in the table, which is obviously a frustration. But if we look at from a points point of view, they're, they're five points off the bottom four and nine points off the playoffs. Yeah, that, that's bonkers, isn't it? That shows you the, the strength of this league that anybody can beat anybody, and um, you know the, the fact that they are they're still a, a huge margin. That's three big games and a big swing of, of three games. But the possibilities are that that. Um, if they did get into a run, listen, we saw it with Nottingham Forest, didn't we? Nottingham Forest were absolutely way out of it, just above the relegation battle. At this stage of the sudden, season as well. At, at, yeah, at this stage of the season. Next thing you know, they're in the playoffs. They get through the final. Next thing you know, they're in the, they're in the Premiership. So, can it happen? Absolutely. I think we need... We, we do still need two or three players. Um, don't really see that happening. But you know, you know, Mark Cooper's uh, you know uh, book of, of phone numbers is 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 good and it's big. So uh, who knows what what could happen? But I think he still needs. I still think he needs another striker. You know, as much as we're doing well and scoring away, scoring two goals, but let's not mask over it. We need to strengthen the squad for sure. But of course, let's let's not forget that behind the scenes, um, there are these negotiations of some sort going on. Um, and we we don't know what's going on as such. Um, I did hear that um, 
there are some quite intense negotiations going on. Let's just leave it at that, um, which is which is good news, provided they're positive sounding um, negotiations. So, you know, you've got to take that into account as well. Mark Cooper is obviously not in a position where he can go flashing the cash um, because, you know, he doesn't know how much cash he's got apart from anything else. So um, we've got to give him the benefit of the doubt of that. They said six weeks, which is, I think, sort of probably the end of next week. Now, um, might be the week after that, I'm not sure. But, you know, if it is, we might be getting some answers to that that long, long question that's been going on and on and on and I don't know how many, it must be, it's got to be two years at least, doesn't it, that this whole, um, since John Fry and Norman Hayward sold up. So um, when you look at it like that, you know, it's, it's, it needs to finish. It need, We need some stability. The whole club needs stability. And, and you know, I, I don't care if it's Mark Cooper, if it's Chris, um, uh, Chris Hargreaves, or, or you know even even uh, Daryl Sol, it's very difficult. I would have thought to to run a club where you don't know whether you can you can spend you know you can go out and buy some donuts or whether you can go out and buy a player. You just don't know what's going on. It must be extremely difficult to manage a team, keep the morale up, especially when things aren't going as well as they might do. So so you know all credit to all three of those guys that have been managers during that period of time. Must have yeah. been very difficult. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually second that as well. You know, to to manage a, a side in, in the predicament that they Young Town have been in. Mm. You know, at one stage it, it looked really, really dire for a club but, uh, to see to be able to manage you know, to either stay in this this level. Um, they've all done a magnificent job. Yeah, and it always strikes me as strange that that there's been so many false starts because it, it sounds as though. At least two or three of these people that have come to the table, so-called, haven't had a, a clue or certainly any idea where the money was going to come from to buy it. Now, it's like me rolling up and saying, OK, boys, I think I'll buy it. Well, have you got the money? Well, no, but, I mean, you know, that doesn't matter, does it? I'll, oh, I'll, I'll just... Hey, we're not sure about that, David. We're not <laughs> you know. sure about that. Those deep pockets. And yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I, think, I think Twitter would go into meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it, I think it will. Yeah, I think it will. But, no, but you know what I'm saying. It, it, you know, why do these people do it? Is it just an ego trip for them? Well, I, I don't know, but it annoys me intensely that they... They just muck it up for other people, sort of thing, really, and uh, it just becomes a bit of a mockery. And and you know, yeah. that's, that's not what we want. That's not what we. I want. mean, we had it years ago at Man United. Some, some yeah, Michael Knight thought he was going to buy Knighton, you know, and, and mm. uh, he, he thought he was going to buy Man United, and uh, what a farcical thing that turned out to be. Mm. So it's right through football. It's not just at our level, and um, yeah, let's hopefully that there is positive news and. Um, you know, that there is a, a cash flow for players uh, put forward for Mark to be able to spend, and uh, let's hopefully he spends it wisely. And I mean, I hear Tom Cruise to... spends a lot of time, and he was seen in Tesco's apparently as well in Yeovil. So, <laughs> whether, whether that's uh, you know, whether he's trying to keep up with the other two guys at Wrexham, I don't know. Well, that that is absolutely crazy. I was watching that, and that's a crazy story, and uh, you know, it really is Hollywood. Um, Hollywood stuff and uh, you know Thorpe, let's, let's let's start with that then because you've, you've touched on it there and I want to bring the FA Cup into it anyway because obviously it was yeah. the, the fourth round but obviously they did get that big game in in front of the cameras and obviously turned out to be a brilliant game as well brilliant a three, three, game, yeah. Yeah. against the Sheffield United side that uh, look like that they're on their way back to the Premier League as well with themselves yeah. and Burnley running away from it in, in the championship I just want to talk very quickly about the ownership situation um, because I think sometimes as a fan you get lost between the difference of being a jealous fan along with um, a perception about whether you think what they're doing is right and wrong do you see what I mean because if you actually look at the documentary that Ryan Reynolds and Rob McAhelly have done together obviously yeah. it's much they've earned themselves in Hollywood albeit big money but it's not a state. It's not. It's not an Arab family ownership that have um, that's questionable money where it's come from, and they're investing in the club and buying this, that, and the other. They're using their own money, albeit a lot of wealth, to go into the club. Yes, okay, of course they've got the contacts and they've got 
the profile to be able to boost it as far as they can and to be able to do things like documentaries on Netflix and Disney, etc. Yeah. But, but they're not doing anything wrong, are they? No, no I would have thought they're not. doing very good. It's, it's, you know, I mean, they, as you say, they, they have got the contacts. And, I mean, it seems as though Netflix, for a start, uh, as a company, seems to have money to throw around. I mean, I don't know how much they're throwing in the direction of um, Prince Harry, but... Uh, so I'm sure he's not getting as much as that. But, you know, at the same time, contacts like that are invaluable, I would have thought. And I would have thought also on the advertising front, I bet their advertising, um, you know, budgets, etc. I bet they're relatively easy because, you know, they, they've only got to just put some sort of um, testimonial to a certain company and away they go. So, no, I think they're doing a hell of a job. I think I think what it is, they... they... If you watch the actual program, they had to be accepted, and they wanted to be accepted into the culture of, of, of what Wrexham were about. And I thought they, they they went into it really, really well, that they wanted it to be in, in the community. And uh, I think that comes across in the documentary, doesn't it? Mm, I what agree. Then, and also now, because they've now got the profile of the club, not just in... You know, in in, in the, the British Isles, but also in America as well. This fantasy that the Americans love and is being portrayed through through the thing is is incredible. Now, what that also does is the profile of the club becomes really really big, and advertising. They, companies want to be attached to something positive because that positive vibe is is the way that that, that uh, the advertising works. And it's absolutely, they've nailed it. Sorry, if I can just play devil's advocate a moment. Yeah. I'm not saying this is necessarily my belief. But on the yeah. flip side, yeah. what's your thoughts on the argument of fairness in terms of, I understand that any owner that comes in, whatever money they've got is their own prerogative. If they own the club, they can spend whatever yeah. they want within the rules. That's fine. But what's yeah. your thoughts? unfairness in terms of the fact because they bought a club so far down the pyramid that yeah. they are just going to blow everybody out the water bringing league one top scorers etc to your club yeah does that come into it at all as unfair well, or get on with it look at how man city have been have broken the blooming rules how many times and they've been fined how many times three or four times yeah is that, allegedly is that fair? allegedly allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> But no, they they put a budget there, and then the, the commercial manager or the the um, uh, managing director has come to them and said, you know, we we we've got an opportunity here, but it means we're going to go over budget, and they've gone, you know, well actually, how much over budget, you know, and it, it well we're going to be x amount of hundred that right, okay, so we're going to make a loss. So they are they are trying to do it in in I think a proper way, um, although they. They, they totally understand that in football, how many teams as well is the most craziest business in the world are, are over budget every single year. Leeds United for for have been over budget for Yeovil Town. How have Yeovil Town has got the sustainability and are still over budget? So there's not how many football clubs out there are actually under budget. So as regards to fairness, I actually think they're. I tell you what, they are being. They're being open and they're being transparent, aren't they? You know, you could actually quite easily see they talk about it, but be also about that, they made a documentary that actually made them around about. I think the figures are around about three point seven five million, and they put that back into the club. So they're actually balancing the books fairly well. So actually, in fairness, I actually think as a business module, um, they're doing a great, great job. As a culture, they're trying to change it to a positive culture. The Wrexham fans are absolutely buying into it, but also people are buying into the club and what they're trying to achieve. So I actually think that they're doing an amazing job. And, and am I jealous about it not being Yeovil? 100%. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, I'd love it to be hope, hopefully Tom's listening, because I did speak to him and I said, look, you know, we, we are going to discuss this this, this evening. And uh, so, Tom, if you are listening, mate, you know, it's going to need a pretty big budget, but, I mean... I should think two Mission Impossible films would would probably cover it from your perspective, and you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. just just ask us who to buy, and we'll tell you who to buy. Okay, so uh, just give us a call if you're listening. Yeah, the, the, the other thing you got to look at is that they can put 
a great manager, and they, they, they carefully chose their manager, you know what I mean? And uh, they put their money where their mouth is. It doesn't always work. I'll tell you now, football's a, uh, again, it's a crazy game. And, you know, we, we saw Derby County were the classic. Derby County spent something like two, uh, back in the day, big, big money, millions and millions and millions of pounds. And they ended up something like 17th in the championship. So just by throwing money at football does not always work. You know, people have still got to work hard. They've got to be hungry for success. You know, do you take Mullins, uh, you know, um, scored the third goal for Wrexham. He didn't just turn up, pick up his money and think, oh, this is going to be a doddle. He's working his backside off. And the culture within that football club, within the squad, is hungry. And they're all buying into that success. And, you know, and, and, and I say good luck to them. And do I want them to win this league? I absolutely, you know, it's not going to be Yeovil. It, I'd love it to be Wrexham because, you know, they've uh, built a module. They've followed it. Yeah, they've overspent a little bit. But also, everybody's buying into that football club and the sponsors. And they're, and, and they're doing an amazing job. Yeah, and talking of that, uh, good luck to uh, to Paul Ward and Derby County, as, as most people know. We record this on a Monday night. And, um, yeah. Paul's taking on uh, West Ham tonight with his Derby County side. Um, yeah, good luck. Going really well. Yeah, just I just hope for his sake that they do they do do it because I'd love, Sorry, I'd love Will. to see. I'd, yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see um, Warnie do that and hopefully we could get him on the show afterwards and he can tell us how he's managed to engineer it all and, and sort it all out. So, uh, well, well, when you when you when you start jumping in, uh, go uh, on. Dave, and when you actually think about what's important to West Ham Football Club, and it, it's it's Premiership survival, so are they going to risk all their big players um, for the FA the FA Cup? I would probably say that they probably won't. They'll probably play a, a, a mixture again, and I think that gives Derby County a fantastic opportunity to run upset. And I might I might just have a little wager. I don't know what they are at the moment, but. Um, you know, I think that there's a good opportunity for for them to to possibly get a result. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I, I really do. They're playing well, and um, yeah, yeah, It'd be a know. full house as well. Yeah, they would do. I would imagine for that game certainly. So yeah, no. Well, well, so good luck, Paul, if you're listening. I'm sure you're not, but uh, nonetheless, well, they're at home. Yeah, they're at home. So, yeah. you know, well, like if they do well, them. if they do well, they might end up getting Brighton in the next round because. Come on, Thorpe, elephant in the room. Um, oh. Brighton obviously got a really, really good uh, 2-1 yeah. victory over Liverpool. I say really, really good. I mean, from they probably didn't really need to play that well to, to win the game. Obviously, they beat they did beat Liverpool 3-0 in the league a couple of weeks ago, so mm. it was an improved performance from Liverpool. But um, before we just talk about the result, I want to talk about their recruitment because, again, Estupinan, the left-back, and Mitoma, the left winger, they've they've done it again, haven't they, Brian yeah. Thorpe? Yeah, yeah, their recruitment is absolutely fantastic. Where do they find these players? I mean, I've hmm. never heard of these players before, to be honest with you. Um, but it, it, they, yeah, they, they they just seem to slot in, don't they? And uh, I think that I've, I've been really impressed with the manager because he's not tinkered with it too much. They knew they were playing well, and I think that's really really important. Sometimes you can go into these clubs and. You know, when they they are doing uh, being successful and you try and put your own spin on it and it just doesn't work and it'll, next to you know the form's gone. But he hasn't done that. He's allowed the team to flow. He's allowed the players to express themselves. And um, and I think, he again, he's, he's done such a, a great job. And as I say, the recruitment, you know, where do they find these players from? They've slotted in so well. But you've got to say they're playing really fantastic, attractive football. Um, but they're also... They're really, really ruthless in both both boxes. They're defending the for their lives. Well, Thorpe, oh. The goal was beautiful. It, it's What's the story goal. behind I mean, the manager, I'm, though? Does any? I, I don't know much about this guy. No, uh, uh, again, n n not not a lot of knowledge about him. But um, again, they they found the right bloke. He's doing a great job at the highest level, and um, and he's he, he's twice turned Liverpool over, and I'm absolutely gutted. I thought that. You know, we've, we've had our kick at the bum and we're going to the FA Cup and play really, really well. You know, and they just did another great job of us. I'm disappointed with the, with the, their, their winning goal. I think it's poor 
poor defending on the far post, but um, Liverpool being put under pressure and they, they failed again, I've got to say. And, um, you know, long can we get these players back and get back to where we were by winning games? But at the moment, we are very looking very mid-table. I've just had a text message from Rick actually for a question yeah. for you, for you both of you guys actually. He said, yeah. um, he said, well, oh, he's, a, he's attacking us and he's not even here. No, no but he's, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's, he's passed what it through my good, good hands. You see, so he said, look, guys, um, you're out of the football league cup. I think I'm right in yeah. saying, and now you're out of the FA Cup, so that's yeah. another one gone. And of course, you're out of the. Uh, the possibility of getting in the top four, let alone winning the league. So we just yeah. kind of wondered, you know, what is the plan? Where do you intend to go from here, other than down? Well, next 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 weekend's the end of season party. Oh right! <laughs> I won't be I won't be getting tickets to the FA Cup final this year. <laughs> no, indeed you won't. Uh, are you still in Europe? I, uh, no, oh. we, I think we're just about in Europe, aren't we? Listen, Rick, you've got every right to gloat at the moment, and um, and you know, and I fully fully back you. And you know, whether it's over the phone or face to face, and that, then. The, the, the tide has turned. In a year, we've, we've sort of swapped shirts, haven't we? And um, mm. we're, we're the ones Thorpey, that are performing. Thorpe, Thorpey, having said that, we can't all have Reading at home in the FA Cup, though, can we? No, well, no, you can't You can't have that. That's below the belt because we didn't make the draw for the <laughs> FA Cup. So you can't, you know, that's that's not all, I'm afraid. I'm sorry, that's you're, you're going to get a red card for that. Um, I'm clutching yeah. it. Yeah, no, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't make the draw. So, I, I, you know, that's that's hard. Easy luck. draw. And in case, the, 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 the draw for the next round is tonight, isn't it? So we'll know fairly soon where we're going from here. But I mean, I would have thought since we sort of drifted onto the subject that um, United, I would have thought, are going to get to the League Cup final. Whether they win it is open to debate. But um, and I've got a funny feeling Nathan Jones is going to do it. I know that's sort of against all possible form tables, but I don't know. I've just got a funny feeling that they're going to go for broke no. tonight. I don't know. You never know because you know there's so much on it for Newcastle. Isn't it? I mean, they're desperate to get there, but but Nathan's desperate to hang on to his job. And whilst he's Aidy, not just been... on just on that very quickly, if it was a Man United Southampton final mm. and Nathan Jones was at the helm, would that conflict you at all, or no chance? Um. No chance, really. But I would. Just a tiny, <laughs> teeny, tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny. Um, just, just teeny weeny. But I would, I would, I would <laughs> no ring chance. Nathan afterwards and say, "Look, hard luck, Nathan. You did a brilliant job, mate. But you weren't quite good enough. So I, I, I might do that, you know. But, but no. I mean, it's, it's, it's. Um, you if know, he does they, get there, I'm going to ask for a comp anyway, because about times he borrowed my van years ago when he was at Yeovil Town <laughs> to, move, to move furniture around. Uh, I definitely deserve a bloody comp of him somewhere. Uh, yeah, what, so, uh, what what goes around comes around, eh, Thorpey? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I think I think that um, you know Ten Hag has got, has got to be one hell of a manager, certainly based on what he's done so far. Who knows what's around the corner, but but I mean to be fair, he's done a a bloody good job so far. I mean, who would have thought when we lost four 0 to Brentford, and what was it two one I think to Brighton, wasn't it, that we were going to end up in this situation? It's it's, it's phenomenal. Everyone leaves. Everyone loses two one to Brighton. I wouldn't worry too much about that. <laughs> no, no. Well, this is this is true. That's right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, he has done a superb job. You, you, even you guys with your Liverpool hats on would have to admit that. I think what's been impressive is the fact that he's he's changed mentalities. Mm. You know, there was a cult, there was a culture at that football club, and it's interesting that the people who have left that football club, uh, all of a sudden, you know, there's been a different mentality, and I've seen a different mentality with certain individuals. Juan Basaka, for one. Yeah. Um, you know, has, has, has been a, a revelation since he's uh, come back, and he's in more advanced positions. Um, that, and, and again, it's it's all a men- Listen, when you actually find yourself in a situation where you're 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 lacking confidence and you have an extra touch and things don't go quite well and you're worried about making a mistake, that does affect you as a footballer, no doubt. And I've been in those situations plenty of times, and it's not nice. Um, but uh, the way he's been positive. The way he has uh, got players playing again, um, you know, and even Maguire's his forms, you know, improved a little bit. 
Mm. Um, still don't think he's a, a, a hard player, but you know when he has played for for Man United, he's done a you know a, a lot better job. And um, just think the whole culture of that football club has been changed uh, by by some big decisions that he's had to make, and he's he's definitely one for making those big decisions. And, uh, I tell you what, I'd, what I'd love to know is who was it came up with the name Casemiro? Was it? Ten Hag, or was it the uh, recruitment department of Man United? Because whoever it was who came up with him, my goodness, what a player! Yeah, you know, what a player! What I mean, a player! You know, and, um, yeah, and he, he's always know, got a smile on his face as well. Yeah, Anthony's playing well. You know, the, 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 there's an abundance. But I'll do you think say... he is? Do you think he is Thorpey? Because I was going to, yeah. I was going to ask Aidy on this, and it, and it's not to to dig out as a, as a Liverpool fan, but I just wondered, Aidy, as a fan whether you would want to see more because obviously he started really well and got a couple of goals, but has he drifted out a little bit too much for you? Would, do you, as a fan, want to see more? Are you happy with the contribution? Um, I, I'm happy with the contribution as of now, but I do want to see more because I think he's capable of more. Um, the, the desire to keep it onto his left foot all the time is a little bit worrying. Uh, or is it right foot? It's one or the other, anyway. Left foot. Yeah. He's only got the two feet, hasn't he? So it must be one or the other. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, but no. I mean, I think he's 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 contributed generally pretty well. But I mean, and you know, it's his first season playing at the the you know the biggest club in the world. It takes a bit of adapting to, doesn't it? Really, when you've played at Ajax uh, are a, a good side and they've got a lovely stadium and. You know, they get good crowds there, but I don't think you can any you pair it with 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 Old Trafford and the crowds at Man United. So no, I think he's I think he's doing a good job, but you know I think there's more to come, which is exciting. Definitely. I still think your signing of the season is Christian Eriksen. What you know anybody that, that and I was one of those. Was he going to fit in there? How was he going to fit in there? But this lad is absolutely. His, his feet are like gold, golden. Mm. Uh, I think that to come back from 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 um, what he went through, um, let's be fair, he was gone on the pitch. He was mm. gone, and now to see him playing for Manchester United. Well, Thorpey, the last thing he that. needed was to be running into a all guns blazing Andy Carroll, wasn't it? Because that was a hefty challenge. Mm. Yeah, I hope yeah. it's not going to result yeah. in a long, long absence as well. No, I, I hope not. But um, I mean, what? He, he just fits in. He can fit. I think this lad can fit into any side. I mean, he's that. I think he's that good. You know, and his age is is um, for me, but a number. I think this lad uh, has has revitalised his career. He's come back from a horrendous, um, you know, uh, situation, and um, I hope he carries on playing till he's till he's well into his forties. I mean, he's an absolutely lovely player to watch, um, and any person, any football fan. We want to see people like him on on the football pitch and um, and not commentating on Free Valley's radio. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'd love, I'd really love to have him on Free Valley's radio, actually. But uh, well, you yeah. should do it then. Three. So just the last one on the FA Cup then, because um, obviously it was a big clash on Friday between the league's top two in Arsenal and Manchester City. City coming out one nil winners. AD, I'll come to you first. Um, do you think there is a slight psychological blow here uh, in terms of the uh, title or the fact that City only made a couple of changes and Arsenal six changes and it was only 1-0 that it doesn't really matter either way going forward? Well, I think the first thing to say is I was really impressed with Arsenal when, when we played them the week before. I thought we probably deserved a draw, but, but that's me being biased probably. Um, but, you know, it was a very good game and Arsenal played well. So then we come to Manchester City. Now, as you say, they made six changes, which perhaps psychologically gave the impetus to City, which I was surprised that he'd done that many. To be, I'm sure quite a few people were as well. But having said that, I mean, Pep's a wily old bugger and I'm sure, pretty certain he would have probably got it all worked out as to how he was going to do it. But but City aren't, they've won, but they are not playing like we would expect them to play at the moment. Um, and I think, you know, looking at looking at the FA Cup, for example, uh, without doubt the two Manchester clubs are going to be the, the, the leading contenders for that, I think, regardless of what happens, um, unless they get drawn against each other, of course. Um, 
So I was I was surprised, and I thought there were times when City looked looked quite sort of pedestrian at times, and I, I was quite surprised at, at how not negative. That's that would be unfair to say they were negative, but they certainly didn't play with their usual zest. Just a and, bit flat. Yeah, just a little bit, I thought, and. You know, as long as, um, but I think where Arsenal struggle is if they were to lose Saka um, to injury, then I think because he makes them tick. I, I don't, I don't necessarily share the enthusiasm about the number nine. Um, yeah, I mean he's got nine goals, I think, so he's he's doing all right. Don't get me wrong, but uh, and he might well keep his place when Jesus is back. But I don't know about him, but. Um, Obviously, Arsenal now got the the impetus to sort of keep. You know, they just want to play for the league now. They they've got it all to do, and well, that in Europe as well, I suppose. So, so. Uh, but no, I thought think, I thought City that... were, were were not as good as they ought to be. Yeah, Thorpe, do you think Arteta will will mind about this? I know when you look back at the the teams, you know, domestically who have dominated, and you know that the bigger teams have got themselves, um, you know, at the bigger extent a treble but at least done a league and cup double do you think he'd be disappointed or do you think the position that Arsenal are in and nobody expected them to he'll just be happy that less games concentrate on the league and see if we can just plough through in the Premier League I think his focus is, is the Premier League I think his whole focus is that um, I, I, I think he's got that opportunity where he's not got Europe this year I think he needs to really push on and I don't think that anything is, is getting in the way of what he wants and that's the Premiership title. Um, I I've, I've actually thought the game was you know, I was sat here watching it with um, Sam, my wife and uh, you know we we, we uh, looked at each other and went, it's not the most inspiring game in the world mm. um, you know and I felt that it, because I thought there were some fantastic ties in the FA Cup uh, this for me wasn't one of them, and um, I thought that it was 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 quite a a, a dull game. Yes, yeah, City won it. You know, it could have gone the other way, and realistically, but probably one of the poorer games of the of the of the round. I think one of the other thing you need to think about too, though, is that of course Arsenal haven't played City other than in the FA Cup, and they've got to play them twice within a couple of weeks. I think I'm right in saying. But uh, there'll there'll be different personnel out there. Uh, they will, yeah. I think that, yeah, but I think that the, the, the whole dynamics of of the that you can't take this FA Cup game with any. It's a totally separate thing. I mean, the setup, the setup, the way they play, the way they approach the game, the personnel. It'll be a totally different game. I hope, damn it, it's a bit more exciting than than this game was. Um, yeah, I agree with you um, on that. But I just think that the the sheer the sheer fact that they've got to play what is arguably on current form either the first or second best club in the country, and they've got mm. to play them twice, home yeah. and away. Yeah. And psychologically, they're going to say, well, they did beat us last time. OK, we made some changes. I just wonder, you know, that that's going to be... If they get through those two uh, with, with, what, four points, then you'd have to say, yeah, they're the real deal. But will, will they? Absolutely. You know... Well, that's the, that, that, that's the excitement that all the fans are looking forward to, isn't it? Mm. I know it's the, it's, it's the real two massive games, and it's also massive games for the for the teams be, you know, for the teams behind. Uh, you know, you've got Newcastle and Man United both on thirty nine points, and um, for, for for those for those ones, you really want Man City in a way to win, but that also takes them away from 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 you guys as well. So. Mm. Yeah, Just looking at the um, who's left in the in the cup, boys, because I think I'm right in saying, particularly the last round, this is the earliest we've had so few Premier League teams left in the competition, and we're only at round four. I want to just bring a team to the table, such as Tottenham, because we all talk about Tottenham. I know Rick's a massive fan of Tottenham and the way that they play and their history. But the way... At the start of the season, possibly something like the FA Cup would not be seen as a high priority because they'd be looking to uh, cement a Champions League place. But now you look at the fact that Liverpool aren't in it, Chelsea aren't in it, Arsenal aren't in it. Um, AD, you mentioned the two Manchester clubs are in it. But if suddenly a team like Tottenham are going to have to rethink this FA Cup and go, we, we've got a chance here to win a trophy ourselves and get yeah. that bird off our back. Do, should they go for this now? 
Well, I'm sure they'd go for it anyway, don't you think? I mean, uh, and you're right, they have got a good but chance. I mean, but I mean, in terms of whether they make changes because of Europe, etc., they might try to change that dynamic now that it's kind of opened up. Well, of course, the other thing is that Son has suddenly, suddenly hit form. Um, you know, and he's been struggling all through the season, and suddenly, out of the blue, two great goals. So, quite clearly, he's found his feet again. Um, and then you've got Brighton, who, you know, uh, good team, good team, Brighton. Um, they've knocked out a good couple of good teams, really, at Brighton, haven't they? I, I don't, I don't want to keep mentioning the sun. I mean, I know it's the, the gay capital of the world and all that, but, I mean, they are a good side, you know. Didn't we... Brighton my day? No, 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 I bet it didn't. Oh, no, God, where does he get them from? Sorry about that, listeners. We, we do apologise for some of these, uh, these cheap sh shots that we get from... Uh, from Hilda. Boys, let's talk about something exciting because tomorrow, at the time of recording, on Tuesday, it's every bloke's favourite day and lady. It's transfer deadline day. Oh, indeed. Mm. Get your yellow ties out, get yeah. your suits out. Yeah, Jim, um, Jim White will be rolled out into the Sky <laughs> Studio. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I just kind of wanted to touch base on uh, some of the deals that have, that have gone on and possibly some of the business that you expect to see um, tomorrow. Thorpe, there's only really one place to start, I think, and that's Chelsea, because they mm -hmm. are properly splashing it around to the point yep. now where I think they're possibly even, if this Fernandez deal goes through, they're potentially going to have spent more um, in outlay than when Roman Abramovich first took over in 2003, when everyone thought that that was absolutely mental, for want of a better word, and yeah. they're doing it in January. It's, yeah. What's your thoughts on how they're going about this? Well, they've obviously given him a fantastic budget, haven't they? And, and they're obviously right behind him. Um, it's not his side is of the Fernan moment, is, is, is this Fernandez worth it? He can't. Well, I, I suppose by, by current is standards, he... he's probably worth it. But 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 based on on what he's done in the past, yes, he played in the World Cup winning team. But that's really uh, his only claim to fame. It would appear. Um, so you know, we're talking about over a hundred million, just based on how many games in the World Cup? Four, five? Was it? I don't know. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. It's a little bit over the top, I think. So, so I would say he's not worth it. No. Uh, I, I just, I mean, I like Potter and and that, but he's he's got to, he's got to start winning games with the amount of money. It's that just going to crank the pressure up even more, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and he looked as though his bags under his eyes were giving him enough pressure as it it, it was. I do worry for the guy. You know, it's um, is any player like you said? Is any player worth this type of money? I know my, my wife goes on about it all the time and, you know, it is crazy money. But Don't worry for, Paul, for Potter, team. though, Paul, because I tell you what, I bet you'd bite your <laughs> right hand off to have a look at his contract. So his contract, even if he yeah. gets a sack, he's still going to get a, a, yeah. a bucket load of money. Yeah, he absolutely is. So, yeah, I, I, I like, like his style of football. Is, is he a Chelsea manager? Only time will tell. He's, he's, he's buying these big players and he's got to be able to manage these, these big egos and uh, and get his team winning. That's the most important. He's got to, Whatever he does, he's got to get his team winning football games again. Hilda, every time you move, your chair is about to collapse. It's making a horrendous noise. So keep still, <laughs> will you? I thought that was his joints. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep still, all right, Hilda? That's all you've got to do. Open your mouth by all means. I should have gone for a kitchen chair. Yeah. Uh, one thing I have is, to mute myself is, every time I turn. One thing is for sure, I think it's going to be an exciting uh, transfer deadline. And I'm hoping and praying that uh, Liverpool are part of that excitement as well. I don't There's think you're going to be there. No, well, I don't think I'd we're like going to be. A couple of big signings, but whether he waits out till the summer, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. But the, we, we all know who. We all want to sign for for Liverpool. Um, if you were if you were a Liverpool manager though, and you were in the, you know in the job now, experiencing all these downtimes, surely you're going to say, well, look, you know, we're not going to win anything this season. Let's write it off. So let's not waste money buying players who are sort of stopgap. 
let's wait till the end of the season and go for broke then and try and get Bellingham because that seems to be. No, the... I, I, I see it differently. I, I think that we've got to, we've got to buy now to get us back into that top four. You know, it's, uh, it's running away, and if he if he does the right type of signings, we can get back on track a lot quicker. God, did you and, see that um, then? A pig flew right past your window, then, Paul. Did you see yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I I'd like to see us um, a, a really talk, jump in with two feet and uh, and go for it. You know, as a supporter, that's what I want to see. And, you know, my my business head would say exactly what you said. Maybe like stabilize and then and do it in the summer, but. Um, you know, with us crazy fans, all we want is success. And um, you know, as you've shown in the past, AD, like you know, your um, your supportive head goes on, and, and all the rubbish comes out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for those few kind words, Mister Thorpe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cutting edge reporting apologize. on Three Valleys Radio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's for that Rick. God, if he's listening, enough dribble comes out of his as well. Like, we yeah. When, when, Chris, when Christian Eriksson hears, hears your comments, he'll think, I'd better get on there and help, AD. He needs help. Absolutely. You yeah. better come on and start defending the, the mighty uh, devils. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, precisely. Yeah. Of course, we've still, got to, we've still got to come to um, uh, Anfield for a game. Absolutely. That should be Absolutely. an interesting one. That should be very interesting. And another <laughs> stuffing by uh. the Red Devils. <laughs> Well, we don't know who's coming back from injury yet, so hopefully we can get a few back anyway. So, uh, mm. um, hopefully upset the apple cart. You reckon, do you? Well, I don't like Rick to be too buoyant uh, for too long. Eighty <laughs> <laughs> in seriousness, in mm. seriousness, though, if I can get my words out. Don't you mean seriously? Yeah, course, I understand that you wouldn't want Liverpool to see um, see them doing well. But would it not make the victory sweeter if you beat us when we were at the top rather than if we're in eighth? And it feels like, from our point of view, it wouldn't have really mattered too much from a league position perspective. Working it up, Liverpool, I don't care where you are, mate. So long as we work it up, <laughs> you, I don't care. You can be top or bottom of the league. Doesn't matter. It's just the mere fact that we've worked it up, you. Fair. <laughs> well, what's interesting as well, what do you think about the, the possibility of Liverpool going for Mason Mount. I think someone made a good point that I can't remember what I was uh, who I was listening to. That sometimes what I don't think you take into account when you look at who's buying who is the fact that what club or environment they're going to go into, and they might be working with a manager who can get more out of them than what a previous manager did. So someone like Mason Mount. Who, to be fair, at the age that he's done, he's done pretty good. Yeah, all right, yeah. he's not getting 15, 20 goals a season, but not everybody is. Somebody like a clock could turn him into a better all-round player, and then suddenly, at the time that you've made the purchase, you think it's, oh, it's okay. But in 18 months, two years' time, it's an absolute yeah. steal. And I think that would probably fall into the latter category. Well, he's only 24. I mean, it's, it, you know, you're probably getting the prime of his career, and if, if like Klopp can obviously like get him into a, a, a positive way, well, I think that could be. I know he's not a bad signing, you know, and, and for strength of squad, I think that could be um, a re- really good one. There's also well, there is a possibility he could go to Juventus. He's an Indian, England international, isn't he? So he can't be that yeah. bad. I don't yeah. personally get too excited about him, but um, and I think he's had a bit of a dip in his form, really, especially since the World Cup. But nonetheless, he's, he's... it's just a problem with Chelsea spending now, though. That now they go into a big spending spree, and the players that have been core for their team are now going to get shipped out left, right, and centre. And yeah. that's like you touched on, Paul. It's going to be even bigger for Potter because it's just going to be. I think there's going to be too much change too soon. Mm. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think if, 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 if it looks like Oxley Chamberlain's on his way out, um, uh, there's, there's talk about he might move in the January transfer window as well. You know, and he's been a fantastic servant for Liverpool, and I think he's it's been ashamed about his injuries. Um, but you know, I hope I wish him really well wherever he goes. I want to take it away from transfers a moment uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, we spoke about Everton last week and their search for, um, for a manager. Um, 
that has now been confirmed. I think today, at the time of recording, that um, Sean Dyche has uh, uh, become the manager. Before we talk about that, I just want to um, apologise to the listeners um, because last week, Thorpey, we said Duncan Ferguson was still very much part of the coaching setup at Everton. Yeah. Turns out he absolutely wasn't, and he's now manager of Forest Green. Forest Green Rovers. <laughs> yeah, I had a little chuckle to myself. What do we bloody well know? Eh? What do we bloody well know? <laughs> big, yeah. big question on that one. How many people spotted um, uh, Alistair Durden's little... Uh, he dropped one on when they announced it on Points West that Duncan Shearer was now the manager of Forest Green Rovers. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry that about that, Ali, if you were listening. Not just Three Valleys Radio making mistakes. No, there. no, no. Yeah. Good old, good old Ali. Well, I'll tell you what, it's, it's nice to see a uh, person of that calibre going down to um, Forest Green and uh, he'll get the back in there for sure and... Um, I just love his passion for the game and, um, you know, he, he's got a real opportunity of, of turning Forest Green's um, fortune around. He nearly got a result on the first... That uh, was a... Yeah. You would not want to be in the changing room for a two, two, two goals right at the end, wasn't it? We'd yeah. like to have seen a fly on the wall there. I bet yeah. he, will, he will bring a tremendous attitude. He, he's such a... Such a he's, his passion is... It's just written all over him. He just bleeds passion, doesn't he? I think I think yeah. he'll he'll be a, a hell of a signing for Forest Green. I really do. It doesn't yeah. make sense though, because to me, Big Dunk looks like a guy who loves a steak. So what's he doing at Forest Green? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. He doesn't strike me as a couscous and um, couscous, salad kind yeah. of man, you know. <laughs> oh dear. He's got, but Sean Dyche then. Everton, we said that it was probably the best um, fit. Um, AD, do you think this is the sensible choice, albeit not the glamorous choice from the Everton's fans' perspective? Yeah, I think it is. I, I, I mean, yeah, it won't be glamorous, but all they're interested in, they want to stay in the Premier League. That, that has to be their first priority, and I would have thought if anybody could do that, he can, Sean Dice can. I, I, I can. And I mean, apart from that, the money that, that Bielsa was demanding to pay for himself and the rest of his staff something like a million pound a month or something I mean not a bad job if you can get it but but I what mean, did you think about this um, he offered to coach the under 23s yeah, for I mean, six was, months and then was, take the job that was weird wasn't it uh, no I, did. I, I mean you know I've never met a guy he just, he just seems a bit of an oddball to me um, Bielsa so I don't know No, I think <laughs> Sean Dyche would do alright there yeah, it's, it's certainly um, what's interesting with Sean Dyche is that he's never really been given a massive budget, you know. And um, to be fair to Everton uh, board, they have spent some money. Um, God knows what he's going to get as a budget, but um, it will be interesting to see how he can change. Uh, well, first and foremost, he's got to save them in the Premiership. And see how he develops that. But it's an Thorpey, exciting a couple time. of hours ago, a couple of hours ago, um, Everton have just put a bid in for Conor Gallagher. Really? Yeah, I like that. I like that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think it's really happened for Conor at uh, Chelsea, and I think that um, you know, uh, I think that that's a that's a decent that's a that's a type of club that I can see Gallagher doing well. So um, if they do, yeah, I can see that working. So. Uh, yeah, it'd be good luck to Sean Dyche anyway, um, and uh, I think that the Everton fans can um, can can now see a, a positive way forward if they can, as long as they can survive. It's about it's all about survival for them. But he's got enough time. He's got enough time to turn it around, didn't he? Well, this week on Three Valleys Radio, we've only had three people. So, on behalf of all of us that have represented a valley each, Thorpe, <laughs> thank you very much for your time this week. Absolute pleasure. <laughs> AD, I'm going to sign myself off first, so then you can do the ending. But uh, right. pleasure to be here as always. And AD, I will hand it over to you for the big finish. Okay, well, to everybody that's been listening, we hope you've enjoyed the uh, opinions that have been voiced on here. And um, don't forget, Liverpool are not in the cup. They're not in the league cup, <laughs> and they're out of yeah, the league. Just... But apart <laughs> <Good> from <night. laughs> that, <laughs> good night and.
Please listen to Football Bloody Hell. Bloody hell.